Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. Please stay seated, keep your arms, hands, legs and feet inside the ride at all times and hold on to your hats. Because today we're talking about amusement parks. Yes, this week Filling the Sink is going on a roller coaster ride through Catalonia's theme parks and water parks. We're venturing into uncharted territory, checking out the new dark ride at Portaventura based on the video game and movie of the same name. We'll be bringing you a bit of a guide to the various parks you can visit this summer and looking back at the interesting history of amusement parks in Catalonia all the way back to 1853. And we'll be hearing how water parks are being affected by the ongoing drought here. So that's all coming up. I'm Lorcan Doherty, by the way, and joining me today are Kate Nessens and Jared Sketchfolk. Hi, folks. Hello, Lorcan. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So are you two thrill seekers, big fans of amusement parks or scaredy cats? or Just going up and down, up and down, to the left, <laughs> to the right. <laughs> I, have, I haven't been to any in years, but like, I mean, when I went as a kid and as a teenager and stuff, and I mean, I always have a really good time. Yeah, Kate? right. Yeah, I love them. Yeah? Yeah, I suppose I'm only just out of being a teenager and a well, kid. So <laughs> so, yeah. I, I really have like, I, the, the fond memories there. Uh, the big one here in Catalonia is obviously Portaventura, uh, which I think I heard about when I was like in primary school, you know, back in Ireland. Like, it, word reached us of this really? mythical place in Salou, as it's not pronounced, but how we pronounced it. Yeah, exactly. I, back Salou. when you were in, like, uh, sorry, I'm still processing yeah. the information that you learn about this place back in Ireland when you you were at school, yeah, like. definitely. I mean, it wasn't maybe not. It's not f- maybe as famous, obviously, as like Disneyland Paris, Euro Disney, but like it's kind of definitely up, up, there. up there, like mm-hmm. isn't it? In fact, your uh, Disneyland Paris was supposed to be Disneyland Barcelona. So the original site that was meant to set up here before, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, one of the contender sites was uh, Salo, but it ended up being Paris, and, and, and then so they opened Port Aventura in 1995. And I guess you've been a few times, yeah. I've been a few times, yeah, with friends and family, but. And more recently with work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll hear a bit about that uh, very shortly. But yeah, uh, to be fair, it took me a while to get on some of the rides they have because I was a little bit scared, I have to say. It is scary, especially if you're a kid, like, you know. Well, you haven't been to Port Ventura, Kate, but would you say brave enough to go on all the rides and stuff? I I used to not be. I was the same as Gerard there. I I was definitely very scared as a kid and I refused to go on any. Um, But then one day I decided that was enough. I want to enjoy these. I want to like them. So I had a friend come with me on every ride. We were on a school trip together. It was Dunrel in the Netherlands. Wow. Yeah. There's only only one ride I haven't went on to Porto Ventura, which probably I'll have to go with you, which Mm -hmm. is the free fall, a hundred meter free fall. So we'll take that on. I'll let you the honors. (laughs) That can be the next uh, Catalan news trip. Uh, But there is another one which also took me a while to get in, which was Dragon Can, which was the first ride that they opened, the roller coaster. There are several loops, and in fact, when they opened it here in Catalonia, it was like something very surprising because obviously Porto Ventura it was it was kind of a new thing. Yeah, exactly, and in fact, it was um, opened by the at the time president of the Catalan government, Jordi Pujol, and when he got out. It was quite funny because he said, oh, yeah, 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 go, go. I recommend it a lot. It's, it impresses a little bit at first, but once you're used to it, it's over. So. 
So that's Dragon Can, enjoyed by former Catalan president Jordi Pujol. Uh, going along there at uh, 110 kilometers per hour. Dragon Can is in the China area of uh, Port Aventura, which is kind of divided up. Well, it's a theme park. It's divided up into these mm-hmm. different areas. And yeah, they have, have their own story and stuff. They have the Mediterranean, Polynesia, Far West, Sesamo Aventura for the kids. It's far West. I mean, it's in English, but we would actually say... Wild West, wouldn't you yeah, it? Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like oh. not quite the right one, I would say. <laughs> well, you can call them and say, and yeah, then and there's also Mexico. Complaint. Mexico as well. Okay, mm-hmm. right, okay. So it's incredibly popular. The most popular theme park in Spain, 5.2 million visitors in 2019, so pre pandemic. I mean, one thing about any of these massive theme parks, Kate, I think it's fair to say, is not overly cheap, are they? No, definitely not. But um, there's a variety of different promotions depending on what you're looking for. So for one day at just Port Aventura, it's 48 euro for an adult, 42 for kids aged 4 to 10 and over 60s. But that's actually not I'd all. I'd say there's probably there more 4 to 10 year olds than over 60s, <laughs> yeah. like I would imagine. The demographic definitely leans that way. Um, but as part of that, Port Aventura actually has two other kind of theme parks attached to it. Uh, that's Ferrari Land, which is the first Ferrari theme park in Europe. And also Caribe Aquatic Park, which is a water park that they have attached to. So there's some different deals that you can get where you can buy a pass for two of them for a day and all that sort of stuff. And if you want to skip the queue, you can pay to do that as well. You can indeed. You can pay for everything. Um, It's cost between 23 to 65 euro for an unlimited fast access to, to the main rides. There's also deals, you know, if you stay in one of the hotels on site, there's six four star hotels and one five star hotel on site. And then even this area in general, Salo, Gerard, it's a very touristy town, isn't it? Mm-hmm, but yeah. not always maybe the most mm, desirable type of tourism, you might argue. That depends who you ask. <laughs> Obviously, for, for Brits, it's a great place to go for Catans. It's not that welcomed. Well, there's a lot of Northern Europeans <laughs> and, you know, uh, people go there. It's a bit of a, you get a lot of lads holidays yeah. or stag do, stag do, that kind of it's thing. It's a little bit well. complicated to define that area because there are so many tourists and yeah. so many different, uh, like people who just go to Porto and Tura, families traveling for a couple of days. Yeah, there's lots of even, families, of course, yeah. <laughs> or even just bachelor parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There has been protests not about Port Aventura exactly, but about another project which is in the works just beside it. <laughs> yeah, the Hard Rock Hotel Casino Complex, which it would be a massive hotel and casino area. And obviously some people, like especially locals, are against it because of the different working conditions that this place would have and that it will be focused to just a target, which is obviously not Catalans or not locals. And then there's also environmental concerns, isn't there? That's why it's kind of on hold at the minute. Exactly. Well, back to the rides. And, Gerard, you had a great little day out where you managed to get a little media day down to Port Aventura to check out this new ride. Well, it's not a day out. It was work. It was work, <laughs> yeah. And we're going to hear the fruits of your labor in a second. Uh, so this is Uncharted, the Enigma of Penitence, it's called. Yeah, as you mentioned before, it's based on this video game and movie starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Which and some of it was filmed in Barcelona. And yeah, things, exactly. So. so it made that a little bit of sense to have Uncharted, the first ride here based in, not Barcelona, but close to. So it's kind of an Indiana Jones style mm-hmm. archaeology, you know, looking for yeah. treasure and all yeah. the rest, which Aztec is per- and... perfect for a roller coaster or in this case, a, a dark ride, which basically just means what? 
dark, like, right? It's all closed with no light. There are like some flashes, some smoke cannons, some audiovisuals there. Not a lot of light, so obviously you cannot see if you're turning left, yeah. turning right, going up, going mm-hmm. down. So your senses are kind of heightened. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's hear how you got on. Uh, we'll also hear from David Garcia, Portaventura's general director, and Luis Vidal, the development manager there. It's a sunny day here in Puerto Ventura with plenty of celebration and fun as Uncharted, the Enigma of Penitence, their newest roller coaster and the first dark ride of the amusement park is set to open and we are lucky ones to enjoy the first ride. And I think the experience happens from the outside. When you come here and you see this huge mountain out of the blue in the far west, it's a, it's a completely different experience for the customer. Then when you go in, you are in an abandoned uh, building. That the adventure starts there. We are inside now. The area to go to the right, and like it's a long, long queue with several activities and several things for people to enjoy during the one-hour queue that they will be indoors, just before going into the attraction. In reality, we are preparing the guests to go to the roller coaster. We are explaining them, interacting with uh, the characters and so on what they have to do, why they are there, and after that, when they are going to the attraction with the roller coaster, we are combining again, excellent launches, acceleration, sideways launch, movement, spin of, of the vehicle, everything combined to give the guests the, the best experience. We just saw a little bit of the show that we have, the robotics that we even see. It's very well designed. Like there is even a skeleton hanging on the ceiling. So is, is the unique, roller coaster or attraction with the name of Uncharted, first in the world. It's the first attraction in the world that we're going to launch. I have one of the launches is a side lounge as well, and we have five lounge, and that's also unique in, in, in the world. So you, are in, you imagine yourself in a dark sidewalk and backwards and with a lot of uh, videos and effects, and it's, it's great. Well, I'm queuing now. I'm the next one to drive this right. I'm so excited! I'm scared as well, I don't know anything! Ah. <laughs> amazing, I just left the ride here. Like, it's amazing! Like, you turn around, you go up, you go down, like, all dark, like, with video projections and everything. Like, I was surprised and I really, really liked it. Unfortunately, there is no picture of me, like, at the right, but hey, very, very amazing. Uh, my name is Ben Mills. I'm from London in England. Uncharted is amazing. I, I don't think we have anything like this anywhere near here. Like, it's it's a roller coaster, yeah, but it's so much more than that. It's properly an adventure. It's properly a storytelling. It's in the old-fashioned kind of adventure, treasure hunt style of attractions and storytelling. But... Um, I was lucky enough to get to go on it twice and I'm so glad I did because the first time, completely overwhelming and getting to go on that second time and taking some of the details, it's really layered. Yeah, there's so much going on. I can't wait to go on it again. Well, the consensus is that it was amazing. That was Ben Mills at the end there from ThemeParkInsider.com, which I'm just, uh, I'm amazed that it exists. This like website just dedicated to all the theme parks all around the world. It's, yeah, you know, check it out if that's your thing. 
But you're very disappointed to hear you didn't get your official picture. Well, technically, I didn't get official picture from the ride that they have, like the cameras, but it was on newspapers <laughs> because they took a picture of me after the ride, and it's it looks so fun. And so this is like a media outlets all over Catalonia has like you know because it was what the first was it was the first ride? Yeah, it was. Well, technically, it was the second ride because the first one was for workers of Portentura, ah, okay. but I was on the second car that they had. So yeah, you could say. Almost the first ride of Uncharted, a uh, 25 million euro ride. 25 million euro ride. So what's the verdict? Worth it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so you were one of the first people on it. It's now open to the public and you had a great time. But there has been some complaints on social media and <laughs> things. Yeah, especially because as it's the first new ride from a roller coaster from Porto Aventura in some years. And it's like obviously the new thing. Everyone wants to try it. And many visitors complain on social media because they had been waiting for like three, four, up to five hours uh, yeah. in I mean, line. I mean, that, that's the thing with theme parks in general, isn't it? Big long queues for really short rides. <laughs> but I mean, that's taken a bit too far. Uh, so anyway, that's Uncharted. It's the newest ride in Catalonia. But Catalonia has a very long history of amusement parks dating all the way back to at least 1853's yard. Yeah, with the Jardín de los Campos Eliseos in Barcelona. So not Champs-Élysées in Paris. Yeah, a, a kind of translation, same thing. So Elysian fields, I think we say in English. Well, so in those Elysian fields, which is currently Passeig de Gracia in Barcelona city centre, there used to be some roller coasters back then, but there were also amusement parks in Ciutadella Park, which was called Saturno Park at the time, or even Turo Park here in Sarria San Gervasi neighbourhood. So those of the just the normal parks had like these rides mm-hmm. in Catalonia. That's a pity they got rid of them. Um, Montjuic is probably the most well known of these parks that has since closed. Uh, Montjuic, obviously, the big hill uh, near the coast in Barcelona here. And I mean, it's got everything botanical gardens, museums, but I didn't realize it had a, a, a theme park as well. Yeah, it had a theme park with several rides, roller coasters. There was even one called Boomerang, which was the highest roller coaster in Spain at the time installed in the 1990s. And that amusement park opened in 1960s and it closed down in 1998. But you can still see some of the elements of the park, of the amusement park, just as the Jardin Juan Brosso, which is currently a gardens here. That's the entrance of the actual park. Or, right. And there is the aesthetic restaurant, which was also part of the park, or there is a big umbrella. So there are some things that you can like see again. And one of the most interesting rides that they had was using the old tunnels of an anti-aircraft weapons area uh, that was placed since the Cuban War because they wanted to surveil the port just to avoid the Americans of invading Spain. Wow. So yeah, a dark ride, an uncharted of the time. So they use those tunnels, it's like a, a, a ghost train or something. Um, so that's Montjuic, which closed in 1998. But uh, there's one very famous theme park in Barcelona, which is still going strong, Kate. Yes, so that's actually Tibidabo, which is the oldest in Spain, uh, the second oldest in Europe. And it opened in 1901. And it's it's seen at the top of the hill and you can see it from everywhere in Barcelona. Yeah, it's up in the hill, up in Cultural, well, Tibidabo, to be specific. <laughs> and uh, it's got an interesting history too, Gerard. Yeah, exactly. It all dates back to the late 19th century when uh, Dr. Andreu, the owner of the terrain, decided to urbanize the area and to make it like a city garden area with like an amusement park. But it was already like a, the experience of going up to hills. So they built as well as building this 
theme park, which is, you know, whatever, 500 metres above the city of Barcelona. They also had to build uh, this tram and, and funicular in order that people could get up it. Yeah, or, exactly. or you could just walk. Yeah, exactly. Fais salut. <laughs> be a little bit of... Fais salut. Is that our Catlin phrase for that this week? We'll no, have to say I have to, another to be one healthy. for you. <laughs> but yeah, there were several main rides. For example, one of them that are still running is La Talaya, which is like this kind of like long stick that puts you 50 meters above ground the views are great you can yeah, see exactly. the whole city you can see the mediterranean <laughs> you, depending on the day you can even see mallorca and really? Balearic island unbelievable yeah. and that's been going like for over 100 years yeah that 1921 specific, that specific ride yeah and then there is also the plane which is very famous it's even like the logo of the amusement park it's a red plane which is a replica from the first plane that was used to go from madrid to to Barcelona. And it's a really popular activity for families, especially mm-hmm. at the weekends. Now we're into summer as well. Yeah, there are roller coasters. There is a Ferris wheel with amazing views. Uh, Hotel Kruger, which is like a terror hotel. Like a haunted house. A haunted house, exactly. And the interesting thing about it is that it's a publicly owned theme park as well. You know, it's mm-hmm. at the, it's owned by the city council, which I just think is like, you know, I don't know if that happens in many places, but that really surprised me when I heard, heard about that. Uh, 35 euro, uh, if you're over 120 centimetres tall. Um, not sure what that is in feet and inches. Not, well, not tall. <laughs> and I mentioned there, it's a really popular activity. Obviously, over the summer, we're into, we're into school holidays and things like that now. But maybe a better option, on these, especially this last week, it's been so hot, is water parks. And Kate, you've been looking, there are loads of water parks in Catalonia. Oh, there are plenty, yes. Um, One of the things that's been up for recent debate is the effect of the drought that's been um, going on for the past two and a half years uh, here in Catalonia, where even last year, 2022, it was the driest year on record since 1950, which is very jarring. Okay, well, let's listen now to how some water parks in Catalonia are dealing with this. During a drought, people might assume that water parks are an unnecessary drain on resources. I mean, all that water is surely getting wasted, no? In a chat with Julia Lopez Arenas, Catalan news agency reporters learned that it is actually a much more cyclical process. Lopez Arenas is the director of Waterworld and Aquadiver, two water parks along the Costa Brava. And he spoke about how during the Catalan drought these past few years, they've been trying to cut down on their water usage even more. Water parks are closed circuit facilities, he explains, meaning 93 to 94% of the water used in the slides, pools and other attractions around the park stays the same for the entire summer season. 42% of the initial volume of water that they put in these rides comes from their own tanks along the Costa Brava. A little bit of new water is put in each day to make up for water splashed out by people on the rides and also to keep it in line with health standards. We move a lot of water, but we recycle everything, Lopez Arena says. And most of the water the parks consume is actually to water the plants. Trying to keep the vegetation and grass areas looking healthy is very difficult in the summer sun, so the team has had to come up with a variety of alternatives to cut down on the water needed to keep them alive. They decided to replace the sprinklers with drip irrigation, which has allowed them to reduce water usage by 20,000 metres cubed in the past three years. Back in 2018, they also decided to change the kind of vegetation to more local plants that require much less water to stay looking healthy and fresh. 
que són resistents a l'aigua, que requereixen un molt menor consum d'aigua. The drought in Catalonia has forced people of all backgrounds to reassess their water usage and try to save it when they can. A government campaign to save water launched in June with the slogan Water does not fall from the sky, saving it is everyone's business. And without changes to water usage, a state of emergency will have to be announced in Catalonia by the end of the summer. Like the slogan says, it is everyone's business to save water during this time. And from the looks of it, water parks are willing to play their part as well. Thanks for that, Kate. And thanks to Julia for speaking to uh, ACN, the Catalan News Agency, as well. Julia, a man, like the Catalan equivalent of Julian, not... I would say Julia then, Ju- uh, like, Julia, which like is a really Julia. common name here. Exactly. Well. <laughs> anyway, that's a little bit of a, a side note. Just well, actually, speaking of names, I, I was looking at one aqua. It looks like aqua diver in English, like you're going to die, go diving, but it's yeah, it's diversion, which is not diversion in like in English, but diversion and like to have fun, to have fun, right? So aqua diver. Waterworld is probably one of the most well known as well in Catalonia, Kate. Yeah. So uh, the two of them are only thirty minutes from each other. Waterworld is up in Selva, which is along the coast of Brava. And it is actually one of the largest water parks in Europe, so that is why it's so well known. Uh, there's around 30% local tourists that go, but the majority is definitely foreign tourists who come to see this place. I suppose a lot of people holiday in the Costa Brava and think, yeah, a bit oh, of water park. Definitely, yeah, like a day trip here, kind of, you know, maybe relax on the beach the other days, but then a day of fun and adventure. Um, and home to some record-breaking slides and stuff as well. Oh, yes. Water Mountain is Europe's largest water coaster, oh, really? as they describe it. Uh, and also their rafting river, which is Europe's highest water attraction. Up further than that, uh, up really close to the, the border of France, there is Aqua Brava, which is on the outskirt of Roses along the coast of Brava. Um, and they are home to the largest wave pool in Europe. Oh, there's all these, I had no idea about all these, largest, highest water attraction, largest wave pool. Water coaster. Yeah. It's very impressive. A bit further down along the coast then, in Maresma, you've got another very well-known one, Marineland. Yeah, so it's it's part of the chain of Marinelands that you, you find around the globe. You know, there's they're up in Canada, in Mallorca too. Um, and that actually integrates it's both a water park and as they describe it, a, me- a marine zoo and a dolphinarium. So not only will you see lots of different marine animals, um, 114 animals to actually be specific about it from 50 different species, but in their dolphinarium and such, they have shows, they show them jumping and they, they train these animals too. Yeah, obviously a very kind of controversial issue as well about keeping these the sea mammals in captivity as well. Yeah, you definitely see that in the reviews of it too. Some people really, really enjoy it and they love it. Um, and others have a little bit more of a conflicted mindset about this. Also in the Maresma coast, a little bit closer to Barcelona now, maybe only, what, 20, 30 minutes yeah. drive is Ia Fantasia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you can even see it from the road, it's very convenient, very easy to go. Like I've been there with my school for a couple of days, for a couple, not days, but twice around my like academic years. And yeah, it's a great amusement park close to Barcelona, very convenient, 22 water rides. So, and 70,000 square meters. So it's one of the biggest here we have in Catalonia. One of the biggest, one of the best for humans, but for dogs, there's even a water park for dogs as well. Oh yes, there is. When looking into the different water parks, it was one of the top ones there, even the top rated yeah. on Google. Oh, yeah, oh, yes. Like ahead of all the human ones? Oh yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> the human one. The aquatic park for dogs, Canjanay, uh, is in La Roca. 
And just looking at the photos of it, it looks absolutely amazing. Like there's little, you know, it's obviously swimming pools and little water fountains and a little house with some slides, water slides and stuff. This looks incredible. Right. Yeah. Um, like I'm thinking of taking my dogs there. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure they'd absolutely love it. Well, they said reviews are like amazing. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> um, and then in the south of Catalonia as well, in the Gold Coast, the Costa Dorada, there are some as well. There is Caribe Aquatic, which is part of Portaventura. There's Aqualeon and there's Aquapolis as well, which is a great name, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and out of all of them, well, some of the ones you've been to, Gerard, and all the ones you've been reading up on, Kate, any recommendations? I'd say it depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. So for adventure, I definitely think that Waterworld looks Looks pretty brilliant. Might yeah. even head there myself. <laughs> um, a lot of big rides and a lot of adventure and adrenaline there. What do you think yourself, JR? Well, I haven't been to Waterworld, so probably I let's organize a Feeling This Sing podcast. <laughs> Fun trip. A little school trip. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Time now for our Catland phrase. What's it this week, JR? Fe dantetes. Do you know what that means? Making small teeth. Making small teeth. Okay, so fe dentetas. And I still have no idea what that means. <laughs> so it means to like talk about something to make someone envy or jealous that you are, you've been there. So we are talking about Puerto Ventura, right. parks, all these amazing water places. Parks, so <laughs> we are making small teeth. Fe dentetas. That's us for today. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you, Gerard and Kate, for joining me today. Always a pleasure. Have a lovely time. We're back again next Saturday with another episode of Filling the Sink. Until then, for me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News, bye for now. Adeo.